0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is is the life. It still gives us the life. Live.
2: The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
3: Good morning, everyone. My name is Tim Moser. Welcome to Real Presence Live this morning, coming at you from the Fargo Studios, somewhere between the railroad tracks and the Cathedral of St. Mary's. Looking out the window, we still got road constriction. I mean, road construction. Sorry, but you know it's constriction. And uh, but things are getting better. I see they're laying down things that those uh, those are supports, getting ready for the for the, the the actual road bed itself. So we're hopeful that by December we should have this road done. I'm joined in studio by a co-host,
4: Janine Bitson. and it's wonderful to be here with you this morning. We have a glorious, glorious. Uh, weather out there Absolutely. i mean it's been usually 90s and mm-hmm. here we're just like going wow here's our spring we finally got it you feels know?
3: like me exactly <laughs> it sure does and we have a wonderful wonderful show of course for you today as well rachel is producing look at that just look at me through the window smile and have minute Any mistakes yet have i rachel see all right i know it's <laughs> only a minute into the show it's great um as always of course uh, we begin with a personal let's do that in the name of the father and the son of the holy spirit amen gracious and loving god We give you praise. We give you thanks, Lord. You are God. We adore you as God. And in your love and in your goodness, you have created us. Lord, we ask a special blessing over all your creation, but especially now, those who will be with us today on this show, that you would enlighten them, that you would guide them, and all those listening, Lord, that you would open their hearts and their minds to the truth and beauty of your your love, your design, of your plan for them. We put all this at the feet of our Blessed Mother and pray for her powerful intercession as we pray. Hail Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of love and life, pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Welcome again to Real Presence Live. Here we go, Janine.
4: Yeah, it's going to be wonderful, you know, when you talk about, you know, adoring God and all the beauty and and gifts that he's blessed us with. You know, we're going to talk a lot about science and Mm -hmm. music today Mm -hmm. and what greater way, you know, to adore God when you think of science. I mean, holy moly, that's the proof that God even exists, right? Exactly. You know, and for our scientist friends who feel like they can prove with science against God, it, they're not doing too well, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so it's really awesome that we're going to be able to mix both of those together in our show today. Yeah,
3: that's true. You know, the more you get into science, the more it drives you to God. If someone, if you have an open mind, obviously it's the case with. With bioethics, with, with our bodies, with you know, we see with abortion, right? We see from from conception, the single cell, we have a unique, separate, whole human person, right, male or female, from the beginning, right? That's the way it is. I had a chemistry teacher in high school who uh, he, he he was had been an atheist, but as uh, as we went through, he he came out and told us several times, came out to our families, farmers, as a matter of fact, and says, you know. I want to talk to you about God, he says, because the more and more I study chemistry and science, he says, the more I realize there has to be some designer that put all this together. It's not can't be random chance.
4: And, and it's so beautiful, and that's why I'm so excited for our guests this morning. We have Isaac Pope and Megan Schneider coming to us from um, You, Mary, mm-hmm. to talk about a bioethics conference that's coming up, a seminar, and so welcome, uh, Isaac Welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Of course. Well, thanks so much for having me today. Um, my name is Isaac. I work out at the University of Mary, The um, Senior Coordinator of Enrollment and Partnerships. So I work a lot with individual graduate programs on enrollment, um, growing the programs, um, and helping them out in any way that I can from sort of the, the administrative side. So I work directly with the bioethics program and assist Megan with, with finding students. It's a lot of
3: fun. Awesome. And Megan, why don't you tell us a little little bit about yourself as well?
2: Yes, thank you so much for having us today. Um, I'm Megan Schneider. I am the um, program coordinator and chair of the bioethics program. So I work um, with all of the students. I advise all the students in the program. And um, I, so I work with Isaac a lot, and we we assist students to um, go through the enrollment process and then to um, enroll in the program and take courses, and I follow them all the way to finish. Um, so I also work very closely with um, the National Catholic Bioethics Ethics Center, our partner, um, and
3: students come to us from the NCBC. Exactly. Again, that NCBC is the National Catholic Bioethics Center. A lot of our listeners probably have heard about that. Father Tad Boholchuk, of course, he writes many columns. He's a wonderful ethicist. I actually took the program, went through the program there a couple of years ago, uh, Megan and Isaac, and we had our two day seminar out there at UMary. I'm, I'm a North Dakota boy, so I was familiar with you, Mary, but boy, your campus is beautiful and even more beautiful than that. Just look at, look at the national writings and everything. University of Mary, oh my goodness, solidly pro-life, solidly pro-Catholic. You know, Monsignor Shea obviously is doing a wonderful job of leading, you know, Holy Spirit leading through him. And I'm just so excited that we have you, Mary, and, and this, this new bioethics master's degree that you have coming up as well. So that's wonderful. So talk about a little bit about why is this so important to have bioethics in this day and age and with, with our church?
2: Yeah, so it's, it's critical. I would say it's crucial. Bioethics is a new field of study developed in the last, um, third, 20th century in response to technological advances made in the areas of science, medicine, and healthcare. As we can do more, um, we're realizing that we really need to, and we have more influence on the length and quality of life, um, especially in healthcare. We need to take a, a step back and look at it. Um, and be really be able to discern whether or not what we're doing is for the good of, you know, the, the, for the true, you know, good towards the true dignity and vocation of the human person. Um, and so this program is taught through a Catholic lens, and that's why it aligns so well with the National Catholic Bioethics Center as we help students see through their certification into the, matriculate into this program. Um, but as, as, as we are able to do more, we need to ask more questions. And that's exactly what um, the NCBC certification program and this program aim to achieve for its students to just create that really um, robust learning experience for our learners um, that's offered through a Catholic lens.
4: And, and Isaac, uh, if you could help us uh, and our listeners, I want to ask about topics and so forth, but I don't want to pull the cart before the horses Uh here. Who can attend? You know, like when and where is it, and who can attend this seminar?
1: Of course. So the um, two-day seminar is hosted here on our, our main campus in Bismarck, uh, North Dakota, August 4th and 5th. It's full days um, uh, of bioethics education. It's for anybody. I mean, these topics matter to everybody because all of us in some way or another need health care and need to understand um, the dignity of the human person as we make these decisions surrounding healthcare. You know, it can be and uh, beginning of life to end of life, and everything in between. So all of these things matter. Um, but these, the the two-day seminar, August 4th and 5th, it's a, a Friday and a Saturday. Here in our, our main campus, um, it's from about 8 in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon, but a lot of lecture, um, listening to speakers, engaging in conversation with each other, and everybody comes from a background in which... Um. you don't necessarily need to be a physician. You don't need to be a nurse, but you can just have a passion for bioethics or just want to learn more and know nothing about it. Um, so it's a great opportunity for people who just want to learn a little bit about the program or about bioethics in general um, and just get their feet wet in the topic.
4: Well, and it, and it's just so important because, you know, Tim and I have both done a lot in the, the pro-life work, uh, generally from the newborn, you know, with abortion. Uh, of course, you know, it's pro-life work throughout like womb to tomb I should say you know that we need to be looking at and now even with AI technology I'm curious is that going to be one of the topics that you might discuss at the seminar
2: so the the two-day seminar that NCDC puts on uh, will touch on they're always updating the content of the seminar because just like you said AI is a huge topic and they so they aim to address all of those um, concerns and sort of break the topic wide open, right? In a, in a place that they can, that those that are in attendance can learn a little bit more. Um, so it could definitely be, it's definitely on, I think, every bioethicist radar right now, um, among several other topics, of course, starting, you know, like you said, we perfectly said womb to tomb. There's tons of topics, um, in, in the media right now that, that are addressed through this seminar.
3: So true, we're talking with Isaac Pope and Megan Schneider from the Uni- University of Mary about the NCBC seminar coming up. You know, you guys mentioned womb to tomb, and that's great. But, but I, I want to invite our listeners, Catholic and non-Catholic, to think even beyond that. Why am I saying that? For instance, we have life in the womb, okay, but there's many different ways to get life in the womb. Just because we can do something technologically doesn't mean it is moral. Let's give you a quick little example. Artificial reproduction, right? <laughs> well... You're, you're you're you have another human being a human being needs to be loved into existence that's what the church says it has to be a singular act of a husband and a wife coming together in that conjugal act that is the way that new life is conceived and we can do things to it, make to assist it megan right but we can't do things right. to replace that loving act that's beneath the dignity of the child and it treats people as property and then we have problems Absolutely. address address that a little for us please megan
2: Cause that, yeah, that's that's so, a common
3: misconception
4: right
2: right, absolutely and and I think if I had to sum up bioethics in one statement, it just it would be just because you can do something doesn't mean you should mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so as we talk about you know, I had mentioned earlier um just this morning about the our ability to influence the length and quality of life, but also just to manipulate how it comes into existence mm-hmm. um and so if we're when we're taking a look at those technological uh, t- technological advances or you know that we're, we're able to do these things but should we and the answer is no mm-hmm. <laughs> um so we we really um we really have to and it, these aren't easy topics right because you're confronted with a lot of counter arguments that sound good in theory but it's really contrary to the to the dignity and the vocation of the human person and what it means to be a person
4: and well, how and how yeah and and that's so true, Megan. Because you know we're talking about the womb and how life gets started. You know it, it's it's ordained by God, and and the sacredness of that marriage between a man and a woman is so vitally important. Um, and otherwise, it can start to demean. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that whole gift of uh, man and woman together. But then also even at end of life issues, there's a lot of things going on with that right now as well, because there is so much technology that can help. Keep keep, you know, the human body alive, and yet there's this this huge conflict that many people are going through, um, family members, on what is the best, you know, for my loved one, and mm-hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about that and the, the struggle that goes on with end-of-life issues?
2: Absolutely. um, You know, so, um, we, t- in, in the bioethics arena of things, we talk a lot about ordinary or extraordinary means of care. Um, and a lot of times it becomes, um, Father Tad shows this great, um, shows this great picture in one of his talk and talks during the seminar of this man. He's in a wheelchair and there's this picture that says, um, uh, one, one of the doors leads him to a physician assisted suicide and the other door says suicide prevention, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're, 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 at times, we're trying to sustain life at all costs, but that's not the best for the person. And that doesn't also mean that we we should expedite death either, that natural death needs to occur. And so how do we assist them and make them comfortable to go from this life to the next? Mm. And so this it becomes this struggle between extraordinary and, extra, uh, ordinary and extraordinary means of care and how, how do we look at it case by case and, and really truly decide what is best for the for
3: the person so true we're talking with Isaac Pope and Megan Schneider you know I, I just have a, a real true story to tell you one week ago uh, I was with I was with my sister and, and she was she was passing away she has a type of muscular dystrophy where her breathing um, muscles just just stop basically. And, and my younger sister died from it. And so, you know, there was a lot of talk and wondering, and I was able to actually evangelize it, that the people that are saying, we are not, we do not need to keep her alive at all costs. I said, if her body is naturally ready to die, then we allow that. We don't hasten mm-hmm. it. And if, if we can use some treatments that are a bridge to help her get back to health, great. But in her situation, it was one of those things where this was God's plan. You know, this, this, this is how it was, that the disease was playing out. It wasn't this bridge, right, unless God steps in and miraculously does it. So we then right. allow someone to naturally die. And, you know, you want to hang on to life at the same time. But these are some things, I guess, like you said, are going to be addressed there, Megan and Isaac, at this seminar. We are mm-hmm. going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue with Isaac Pope and Megan Schneider. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live, the Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today.
5: Venia Spirito for Catholic Bible Study. Some say that our age of relativism, the belief that there are no absolute truths, began when the philosophers of the Enlightenment divorced reason from reality. Indeed, David Hume wrote that reason exists only to serve our own agendas. Contrast this with great thinkers like Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine of Hippo, who each taught that reason is at the service of reality. And because of this, the human reason can reason their way to truth. In John Paul's famous encyclical, Fetus et Ratio, he writes, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. Millennia of Christians have held that faith without reason is brainwash, and reason without faith is blind. So today, when you're thinking through an issue, ask yourself, Is my reason serving reality, or am I twisting reality to serve myself?
3: Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR
3: Network.
4: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson.
3: Along with Tim Moser.
4: And we're having a Absolute fantastic discussion with Isaac Pope and Megan Schneider from the University of Mary out in Bismarck, North Dakota. They have an upcoming seminar on August 4th and August 5th that's going to be partnered with the National Catholic Bioethics Center, uh, which is a, a fantastic organization that helps lead us as Catholics to know what is Morally right, uh, Catholic right, which is morally right, <laughs> yeah, right? Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so we're just really excited about this conference and for our listeners to hear about it. So, Isaac, could you tell us more about your partnership um, with the NCBC?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, the National Catholic Bioethics Center, they have a great reach across the nation, really across the world, leading the conversation in Catholic bioethics. And so Um, They're partners with us in that students who are interested in bioethics in general um, can attend the NCBC um, for an education certification. Um, It's a great program. It's just offered uh, virtual learning over the course of one year, and students who are interested in bioethics can earn this education certification aimed at really understanding the human person and the teachings of the church um, in respect for human life and dignity, Um, really the intellectual um, guide. I should say there. Uh, But the way that the partnership works is that um, the ethicists at the National Catholic Bioethics Center um, help teach in that program, um, and they're able to, students are able to when they earn their certification, bring those credits, bring that certification to the University of Mary, and put it towards a master's degree. Um, And so they take 10 credits from the NCBC and bring it towards a full master's degree at the University of Mary. So you get sort of that great foundation from the NCBC turned into a full master's here at Mary um, and so it's a fantastic relationship this two-day seminar is part of um, the education certification program in addition just to being a place where people can come and learn a little bit about bioethics and so um, the the president of the um, NCBC Dr. Joseph Meaney um, attends and is a uh, great for our relationship together
3: with them you know, Megan, I'm thinking, too, there must be great benefits for you because here you are chair of the department faculty, but really by partnering with the NCBC, you get a, at least a handful. I've, I've gone through them myself, about a handful of other great faculty, if you will, to work with, to to share things with, and to come alongside and help. That, that must be a great benefit to you as well.
2: Oh, it's, it's a beautiful part of the partnership because um, that allows us to bring some of the, 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 the best, Mm-hmm. Bioethicists in as faculty, in for seminars and for guest lectures. I mean, it just makes our program so much more robust for the students, and just offers an incredible learning experience for them. And then there's also that nice consistency because they've met some of those ethicists in their certification program too. So they come to uh, There's they. It's it's just very very nicely aligned. And then they're allowed to learn, like as I said, from some of the the best bioethicists. Catholic bioethicists in the world. Um, So that is a beautiful thing for us because, as Isaac said, they are the hub for Catholic bioethics in our nation and for the world, and so for us to be able to partner with them is truly a beautiful thing, and we're very, very blessed to call them a partner.
4: So Isaac, why don't you throw out those dates and times again for our listening audience, just in case they just tuned in.
1: Yeah, of course. So Uh, The two-day seminar will be held at the University of Mary in Bismarck on Friday, August 4th and Saturday, August 5th from 8 to 4.30, so it's a full day of bioethics conversation, um, having having conversations about reproductive technologies or um, transgender and gender dysphoria, um, determination of death or physician-assisted suicide, so a whole um, great amount of different topics in Catholic bioethics, but it's a great time just to come to the university and dive in if you don't know anything or if you're an expert.
3: <laughs> and how, how, how would someone register for that if, they, if they're interested, Isaac?
1: Yeah. Yes, of course. So just visit our website. It's online.umary.edu slash bioethics.
4: Wonderful. So, so do you have an online option? I mean, we have a 10 diocese uh, listening area. If they can't make it to Bismarck, is there an, uh, an online option that they can register and be part of the talks?
1: No, this one is actually just in person.
4: Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know for our listeners. So, um, yeah, so I would just highly encourage, if you're not going to be at my daughter's wedding, you know. But <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to be at that? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, to maybe be looking at this conference. Because, you know, our society, we are seeing massive controversy in all fields of biology and medicine right now. And and even with the AI, I mean, I, I'd be really interested in finding out more um, how the Catholic, you know, church is addressing those issues. It's just happened so fast. It has become so much part of the forefront. And, you know, I, even my husband's colleague has been, uh, I think he was just in the Bismarck paper recently uh, about AI technology So, uh, and Fox News and all over the country. So it's really interesting to me. Um, just want to know the Catholic perspective on all of it.
3: Megan, you know, I wonder if you could address this a little bit. And and this is the way I see it. So if I'm totally wrong in my premise, then just go ahead and let me know too. But here's what what I believe. A lot of the issues that we face can be covered by the objective truth of the human person that the Catholic Church teaches. I mean, you know, contraception is a great example, right? Go back to right. humane Vitae, right? You know, I mean, the whole world says we should be able to contracept. Uh, Pope Paul VI, through the Holy Spirit, says no, and here's why. Basically, it's the dignity of the human person, the love of the human person, the love of a husband and wife, right? This kind of thing. But there are, as you said, there are a few issues where good Catholics who, who have these these common principles, right? And understand them where they, they may differ or for instance what about frozen embryos that is something where we say what an ethical dilemma mm-hmm. right so i guess my point is can we can we at least tell people let's start with some basic objective truths contraception for instance and that those type of things that will help alleviate some of these problems that we get into later right is that a good premise do you think or not
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to start there. It has to begin there. Um, and especially, you know, the Ethical Religious Directives for Catholic Health Care um, that came out of the U.S. TCB, US, um, um, I think I'm saying that right, um, that acronym. But that's, that document comes from those teachings and helps, helps us dive a little bit deeper into each topic um, within bioethics to, to allow us to see... The, that objective truth in relation to church teaching, so it's essential. It's it's where we start, and then we just, of course, the topics keep getting more and more complex as we're right. able to do more and more and more. Um, so that's the hard part, right? But we have the we have the catechism of the Catholic Church to start with, and that allows us to to um and that's really what the students learn to do in the program is to take some of the most complex issues, or uh, ethical dilemmas. One is, um, one student did her her Capstone project on artificial wounds.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: It was so interesting. Um, and to see how she applied, the, um, you know, an ethical framework to this um, through a Catholic lens was very, very interesting. So that's what they learned to do in this program, is to really take some of those most, the, some of the most complex Um, ethical dilemmas and break them down and to to really, really try to find an answer for the good of the human person.
4: That's just fantastic because, you know, when Tim brought up uh, Popola VI, Humanae Vitae, I remember the first time that I had read it and how prophetic it was. You know, all the things that were going to happen if we went down that road of contraception. And I think Mm -hmm. just about everything in that document that he thought what it would lead to actually has yeah. happened.
3: Yeah, It has the degrading of women, the general lowering of morality, and the one that sticks out to me especially in this day and age, and by the way John Paul II was a big part of you know writing this, yes, right? You know what I'm saying? yes. But the idea of man will want to exercise unlimited unlimited dominion over his body. Boy, we're seeing that coming true, huh, Megan and Ryan? I mean, it's like, Absolutely. whoa in spades.
4: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, you're right with Pope Paul VI and that document and then John Paul St. John Paul II mm-hmm. uh, with the theology of the body and how that catapulted, you know, the continuation, really, mm-hmm. of yeah. that document. Yep. You yep. know, exactly. almost like the resolution <laughs> or the, the stopgap, yeah.
3: Exactly. we got just a couple of minutes left here. Ryan and, and Megan, if you could both maybe address this. I was in higher education for almost 30 years, and one of the things that really excited me was to see these young people coming in, getting this education, this experience, and I would just feel so elated that's sending them out the door if they're a diploma gun. Now there is someone who's spreading the gospel by their lives and what they're going to do. That, I, I'm guessing this bioethics, a master's in this type of program must do the same to you, I would guess.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And and, and it continues after they've graduated. Yeah. I just received um, two articles that, my stu- that students from who have graduated just from a co- um, some of the most recent cohorts. They published their capstone project mm. and that's continued to be a focus in, in what they research um, and they've they're now published authors and they're contributing and they're just in love with this degree and the new knowledge that they have and how they're able to share it it's it's
4: beautiful to watch. That's so exciting to hear. I, I really am glad to hear that because so many studies are done that uh, college students just don't think they can make a difference in the world. So that's uh, really compliments to you and to Isaac and the program that you're putting together out there. Isaac, we have about under two minutes before we have to go to break. Is there anything you would like to add about this conference, this seminar?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, I think we're just to echo Megan's um note about the students. It really is incredible. I mean, it's so uplifting. It gives me a lot of hope um, when you hear about where these students are coming from and what they're doing. They work in ministry or in science or in healthcare. It's, it's so across the board and it becomes um, pastoral needs to research methods, right? And so it's incredible to see these students, their passion for mission integrate into their whole of their life. Um, and so that's been one of the, I think, most enriching and beautiful parts of the program for me. But Really quick again, the the, um, the two day seminar, the National Catholic Bioethics two day seminar on the University of Mary campus, Friday, August fourth, Saturday, August fifth. Um, you can find more information online if you visit online.umary.edu/slash bioethics.
3: Awesome. And Megan, any uh, final thoughts from you?
2: No, I I just hope so many people realize that this is so broadly interdisciplinary. And if you have even an inkling of an interest, um, don't be afraid to register for the conference.
3: Wonderful. Well, Isaac Pope and Megan Schneider, thank you so much for being with us. We wish you all the best, and God bless you.
2: Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so
3: much. Coming up next, we have an exciting successor of the apostles. That's right, a successor of the apostles, Bishop John Fulda from Fargo, North Dakota. Coming up next, you're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live,
0: where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.